You're listening to the Becoming Me podcast, and I'm your host, Emily Cummins. You know, we're all on this grand journey, becoming who God made us to be. And that's what this podcast is all about. You'll hear stories of fellow warriors becoming who God made them to be. And you'll discover resources designed to equip you on your own becoming journey. So grab your favorite cup of coffee or tea, and let's dive into today's episode. You're listening to the Becoming Me podcast, and I'm your host, Emily Cummins. You know, we're all on this grand journey, becoming who God made us to be. And that's what this podcast is all about. You'll hear stories of fellow warriors becoming who God made them to be. And you'll discover resources designed to equip you on your own becoming journey. So grab your favorite cup of coffee or tea, and let's dive into today's episode. Hey, Becoming Me. I am so excited to introduce you to my warrior friend, Alani. Alani, welcome to Becoming Me. Oh, thank you so much for having me, Emily. It's so great to get to chat with you today. I know it is such a privilege, y'all. Before we started recording, we were chatting a little bit that we've been a part of each other's Becoming Journeys digitally for years. And um, recently, this was the right time to share your story. And I am so humbled and honored that you're sharing the gift of you with us today. And, um, you know, before we dive into your story, I would love for you to take a minute and just unpack who is Alani. Like if somebody doesn't know you, introduce yourself. Oh, my goodness. That's a really great way to phrase that question. Um, I guess if nobody knew me, I would just say that. My name is Alani, and I am just a lover of Jesus, and I'm just trying to do the thing that he needs me to do every day, and it looks different every day, and um, my story is really sort of crazy, but it's one million percent a God thing, and I'm just really grateful, you know, to be here with you, and so that's that's me in a nutshell. I love it. And also, I mean, I'll throw out there, you have my favorite color on. It looks like you have like a purple, light purple sweater. Girl, you're like fitting right in with Becoming Me.TV's branding over here. I love it. So funny. I love this color too. Me too. I might be a little obsessed though. Like, is it possible to have too much purple clothing? No, no. Okay. No, thank you. Absolutely not. Thank you. All right. Well, let's dive in. I would love to just dive into your story. Like what has made you who you are today? What's your story? Okay. So what happened was, um, I'm a, I've got 20 years of working in the military and as a career special agent, and I've just done some really crazy things in my lifetime. Um, being a special agent, isn't what I saw to start doing uh, when I first graduated from college, but God's just got a funny sense of humor that way. And um, I have investigated spies in Asia and different other, you know, kind of parts of the world. And I've hunted terrorists with special operations. And I was a senior bodyguard to one of the top Pentagon officials. And um, I left active duty after about 12 years, which is crazy in and of itself. Nobody does that, but that was a God thing too. Um, And then I started working at um, the world's largest international nonprofit that ends slavery. And I was responsible for their South American 
anti-child rape and child sex trafficking investigations and operations and training the local law enforcement. And then, um, yeah, I just expanded from there. I've been responsible for large scale anti-child sex exploitation operations all over the Pacific and just sort of really crazy things. And um, about six years ago, I felt God really calling me more into the coaching space. So more into enabling others to overcome their fears so that they can do their God-given thing just with joy and um, trust and um, just thriving in those spaces, right? Um, and so even though all that sounds really cool, the truth of it is that I suffer from imposter syndrome for most of it. And so that fear that you're not good enough and you're not qualified. So all these really powerful positions, every promotion, I'd be like, God, what are you doing? <laughs> like, I don't, I don't want to do this. I don't want to be here. This is really hard and scary. And it took me a long time to see what God was doing through all of that. And, um, in those times I can look back now and see that it was the things I thought were weakest is where God did his best work. And so my message to everybody really is the thing that you've been fighting for the longest time, like surrender to it and, you know, take a different approach to it because God's trying to get your attention in that way. And that's really when the magic happens. So. That's wow, me. girl, that's incredible. And thank you for your service as well. It's a big deal. Absolutely. And so I have a question because I'm so curious because I think people, and I love how you unpacked um, that you struggled with imposter syndrome because we all do. We really all do. And it's so easy to look at another warrior friend, be like, wow, look at everything she's doing. Like you just listed all these different roles that you led in and high capacity. And it'd be so easy to assume, oh, she's the most confident, strongest person in the world. And so to hear you share with such vulnerability and authenticity that you've struggled with and had to rely on God to overcome this imposter syndrome, how would you encourage someone else who's struggling right there right now too? And they're just like, oh, really? Me? Uh, yeah, no, I know. And that's why I share that part of the story is because people are so generous with their feedback. When they see my resume, they're like, oh, this is so impressive. And I'm like, I didn't want to do any of it, just so we're clear. <laughs> like, you know, it was God literally like kicking me off the cliff every single time. Um, the first thing I would share is that, you know, studies show that 70% of people experience imposter syndrome. And the funny thing about imposter syndrome is part of its mechanism is it tells you that if you're found out that you're going to be humiliated, you're going to lose your job, you're going to lose all this respect and stuff. But when you get to that point of understanding that like, I'm not actually special in my imposter syndrome, that almost everybody experiences it, then it, you know, things can shift, but getting over that first hump of just, okay, I need to shine light into these dark spaces of my heart and reach out to somebody whether it's a friend or resource, whatever, and just be like, I'm really struggling with this. Um, that's really the the first step, the awareness and then shining that light. Um, and then from there, it can get really fun, actually, because um, it, it does seem really scary. But one of the things I primarily teach folks is how to harness it. Mm -hmm. So um, the only way I can really explain it is to illustrate it with how it works in my life. But so the inner imposter, it feels so aggressive and it's, it's a little bit different for different folks. Like it might be the sinister, like kind of quiet menacing voice. It could be this really loud screechy voice. And it's always telling you that you're not worthy for some reason, right? So you're not educated enough. You don't have certain qualifications. You're too fat, skinny, like whatever. Mm -hmm. 
And um, for me, it manifested. So these operations I used to do, I um, created and ran large scale um, law enforcement operations. So between 50 and 100 agents, intelligence analysts, admin folks, all coming together to protect children. And for two to three days before every op, my inner imposter would just be screaming at me. And I would literally have conversations with myself where I'm like, I can cancel this. This is my op. Like, you know, and it, it doesn't matter that 17 law enforcement agencies are playing. I'm like, we'll reschedule. <laughs> but, um, you know, the hopelessness is the worst part of it. And when I would ask myself, when else have I felt this? All of a sudden that spiritual amnesia would go away. And I'd be like, oh yeah, it's like every other time I'm about to do something that God really wants me to do, that the enemy doesn't want me to do. Um, but when I look back on the history of that, God has always shown up in way more powerful ways than I could have imagined as long as I was submitting and, you know, really reaching out for him. And so one of the things from the ops that is astounding to people is, we have a hundred percent conviction rate. And in the last four years, we've adjudicated something like over 50 cases. I haven't kept close track of everything, but, and that's really astounding. But um, I point people to the process of when I get to that spiritual amnesia awareness, um, I have a surrender process of a lot, you know, there's a lot of quiet time and prayer and meditation. And I have like my fight song list of like different worship songs that I play and everybody's process is a little bit different, but when I don't know what happens, but at some point this mechanism just kicks in and I just start doing the work. And, um, I know now that it's so I can't claim credit for it. So when people ask me why we achieved what we did, I literally can't be like, I did it. Cause I was scared on the couch for two days, freaking out in my mind. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, and so that's when it can get fun because now when I feel it, I'm like, Oh, God's about to do something really cool. Like, <laughs> you know what I mean? So, yes. um, long-winded answer, but those are my tips. I love that. And even how you described this preparation that you go into and you have a process and getting into God's word, your fight list song. I love that. You might, I think I'm going to need you to send me some of those so we can like add a playlist to the show notes. Cause how fun oh, would that be? Yes, I will do that. It's all about the skillet and the shine down yes. and yes, honey, I got you. Yes, I love it. And that's so, it's so wise and true, like how you're preparing yourself really to go into spiritual battle. And at the end of the day, that maturity that you're looking at and say, Hey, this is only to show like, look what my God can do. Not what me, Alani, me, Emily, you watching can do. It's what God can do in and through you when we're obedient to what he's calling us to do and to be. Um, that's amazing. So another question for you, are you a coffee drinker? Hello. Yes. Girl, <laughs> me too. Okay. So, what's in your coffee cup today? I am doing iced latte today. Ooh. Any flavor or just like straight? Okay. What is it? It's just plain iced latte, no flavoring. I'm sweet enough. So, I don't need any sweetener in there. So, yes. yeah, plain. Girl, I understand. Mine is uh, just black coffee. So, you know. Oh, <laughs> that's hardcore. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. I do drink it though out of a straw because I read one time it helps your teeth whitening stuff. So I mean, I don't know. I'm just, I'm a little unique like that, I guess, but I'm with you on that. Yeah, exactly. 
So if you were having an iced latte with another warrior friend and you're chatting, you're swapping stories on each other's becoming journeys, what would you say to encourage them to become who God made them to be? You know, it's so funny because as women, especially we love our to-do list and the achievement element, Mm -hmm. but what I would tell them is remind them that if you really take a look at the story of Jesus, you literally can't lose. Mm -hmm. Like there's no way, right? Like even if you intentionally go out of your way to sabotage yourself, like look at Jonah, you know, that guy tried everything and God was like, nope, you're going to do it, you know? And so I think that helps encourage them just knowing that even with the fear, even with everything, even thinking you're going to fail, even if you do fail from like an achievement standpoint, Mm -hmm. you still did exactly what God needed you to do. And, um, and, you know, at at the same time, when we're talking about spiritual things, you are probably never going to see the outcome of it, you know? And, So I always remind them that when they get to heaven, there's going to be like this playback reel. Well, I think there will be like, God's going to be like, let me show you how your life went from our perspective Mm -hmm. and all the ways that God used them to help the world heal or, you know, bring justice or whatever it might be. So that's what I would tell them is, you know, that playback reel is going to be amazing. And all you have to do is just trust that you can't lose. Oh, that's such a powerful reminder. Thank you for just sharing that with us. Um, Do you have time for one more question? I do. Okay. So I was thinking back as you were even just describing like with God, we can't lose, right? And so it's obeying him, trusting him and taking those next steps. So you unpacked your resume for us, right? And you talked about how, I mean, you made this huge career change too. And following and obeying what God asked you to do, who he's made you to be. And I can imagine not everyone understood, um, you know, it would seem like a very different shift. And so if someone was maybe sitting across from you in that coffee shop, right. And they're maybe asking you this question and they're in their own place where they feel God calling them to be, to do something very different than what it looks like they're doing right now. How would you encourage them to lean in and obey God? Yeah. Oh, that's such a good question. Cause yeah, I remember my own journey and the struggle of making that transition, but I also think that I'm just in a point professionally because of what God's done that I'm like, I literally don't care what you guys think. Like, I don't have anything to prove Mm -hmm. to you. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And, um, but at the same time, it has been a process of becoming the coach that I am. So getting on LinkedIn and being like, hi, you know, I love Jesus and I'm a coach and I help Christian women overcome imposter syndrome and I help teams, you know, or whatever it is I'm doing that day. That was really scary. And so just like little by little um, is what I would encourage them to do. Just do 1% what God is asking you to do today and do it in community. Like I needed a lot of people to support me. And that was really hard, you know, to reach out and ask for help and and ask for that accountability, but they showed up and they were calling me out on all sorts of things. So I, and, and I think, you know, when I think about why we're here, it is to do things in community. Like I love being the independent woman and doing things on my own, but I know that we always do it better together. And 
having that group of my girlfriends or whoever it might be to encourage me um, really fuels me. So the other thing I would say is read. Um, reading has just given me so much joy and wisdom and encouragement. Like some people I really deeply admire who talk about their worst failures and I'm like reading, I'm just like, oh my gosh, I can't uh -huh. believe they just said that. You know, like knowing that they're willing to share that with me who they don't even know um, encourages me every day. So yeah, and just being mm -hmm. focused on today, just focus on what God has for you today. So that's what I would. Oh, that's powerful. Thank you. Thank you for sharing that. You know, Alani, if somebody wanted to connect with you on LinkedIn or wherever, and they're like, I want to learn more about your coaching or just follow you and connect with you, where can they do that online? Uh, yeah, so my website is www.mightysparrowcoaching.com. Um, it's from the verse in Matthew that talks about, you know, if God cares that much for the birds, how much more mm -hmm. is he going to take care of you as well? And then I do love me some LinkedIn uh, under either Alani Bankhead or Mighty Sparrow Coaching has its own page. And then I'm on Facebook and Instagram, same names as well. So I love it. And y'all, we will have all the links in the show notes. You can easily connect and we'll even include that fight list for the songs because I need that in my life. So that's amazing. But thank you so much for sharing your story, who you are, who you're becoming. You're such a gift and um, it truly is an honor to hear your story today. So thank you, warrior friend. No, thank you. The honor's on this side <laughs> of the screen. So thank you. Thank you. Thanks for tuning in to today's episode of the Becoming Me podcast. If this episode connected and resonated with you, we would love to see your experience. So snap a photo of this episode and share on social media. Don't forget to tag us by tagging at Emily B. Cummins. Learn more about becomingme.tv and find more resources at becomingme.tv. Thanks for tuning in to today's episode of the Becoming Me podcast. If this episode connected and resonated with you, we would love to see your experience. So snap a photo of this episode and share on social media. Don't forget to tag us by tagging at Emily B. Cummins. Learn more about becomingme.tv and find more resources at becomingme.tv.